0: Yo, Rob Harvilla from 60 Songs That Explain the 90s here to inform you that we are back with 30 more songs because the 90s were super long and had a ton of rad music. Please join us every Wednesday for more 60 Songs That Explain the 90s only on Spotify.
1: This episode is presented by Walmart Plus. Walmart Plus is the membership that helps you save on things you expect, plus the things you don't, like free delivery from your store with no markups, gas savings, and even a free Paramount Plus subscription. Start your free 30-day trial at walmartplus.com, Paramount Plus Essential Plan only, separate registration required, $35 order minimum. See walmart.com slash plus for details. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Hello and welcome to every single album, One Direction. I'm Nora Pinciotti. I am here as always with Nathan Hubbard. Nathan, how are you doing on this fine Wednesday on which we are recording?
0: I'm exhausted. We had oh, no. to go through a lot of stuff for this podcast.
1: That's a true. Lot. That's very true. A lot of stuff because we are here to talk about Zayn. We're going to talk about Louis. We're going to talk about Liam. We're going to talk about as much as we possibly can without accidentally doing a three-hour podcast. Kaya is now crying on the Zoom
0: Yeah, uh,
1: of what they did post One Direction. So there Ooh. is a lot to get through. Let's do a quick rundown just so people sort of know what we have to pull from here of the big picture of what all these guys were up to from late 2015, early 16, uh, 2016 until now, just so people know sort of what was up for grabs here. So for Zayn... Zayn releases his first album, Mind of Mine, in March
0: 2016.
2: March 25th, to be
1: exact. We know, which we know. Icarus Falls is his second album, comes out in 2018. It was supposed to come out in 2017, kept getting delayed.
2: For the rest of my life.
1: Nobody's Listening was his third album that came out in, <laughs> in
2: 2020. No, you might not feel quite the same way but I
1: love you. Ton of
0: call the Yellow Tape an album? Like, just a couple of basically rap songs an album?
2: Be quiet, Papa said so Call me Zaddy on my dad's floor Nice silent while you might mad though.
0: It doesn't count. I don't think
1: it's an album, but it was sort of like a three song little EP surprise release. And that was in 2021. zane has got a whole bunch of collaborations, singles, stuff that comes out through all of the album cycles. So all of that we can talk about. He, outside of music, has a rather tumultuous relationship with Gigi They break up, they get back together. They have a daughter in 2020. They break up again last year. It's all very dramatic. So that's Zayn. Louie puts out a bunch of singles. You can be who you were, who you'll And was also on the X Factor as a judge. He was the winning mentor to Dalton Harris in mm-hmm.
2: 2018. Seattle)
1: And then his first solo album, Walls, comes out in January 2020.
2: But these high walls came up short, Now I stand them all. Nathan,
1: Walls debuted at number nine. Yes. This was like kind of a surprise to me when I went back and and checked into this a little bit more.
0: We're gonna have to talk about this. Yes. We're
1: definitely going to we're going to talk about walls. Then very sadly, Louis goes through a lot of personal tragedy in this time period. He loses his mom to leukemia in 2016. Uh, one of his sisters dies of an accidental overdose in 2019, um not that long before Walls come out. So pretty tricky and and really sad personal period for him. He and Brianna Youngworth do have their son Freddie in January 2016. So excited to talk about the music stuff with Louie. Also just a lot going on in his life. Then we've got our guy Liam. Mm. Uh
0: who's guy Liam?
1: My Guy Liam. There our Guy Liam? My Guy Liam. Okay, fine. <laughs> he puts out the single strip that down with Quavo in 2017. Very excited to talk about that, actually. There's a bunch of other stuff here and there. Uh he and Zane both have songs that appear on various 50 Shades of Grey movie yes. soundtracks. Um but Liam has For You with Rita Ora. Can I tell you something Nathan that Uh-oh. I discovered in the research process for this episode that I just like need to discuss? Okay. Okay. So that song was, I believe, for the Fifty Shades Freed soundtrack, which is the one that has... Didn't uh, see it. I didn't... I've seen... I saw the first Fifty Shades movie on Valentine's Day, the year that it came out with a bunch of friends in college. Uh, needless to say, I was single at the time. We Good had great work.
0: time.
1: Good work. Mr. Gray, will see you now. That's not the soundtrack that the Zanes... This is not the soundtrack that, that Zane and Taylor's song no. is on.
2: No. However... What?
1: The like big budget single for this soundtrack was the Ellie Goulding song Love Me Like You Do, which is pop, right. by the way.
0: Yeah, good song.
1: However, there is a bonus edition of this soundtrack that includes Jamie Dornan covering Jamie Dornan, who plays what's his face gray yeah uh the guy the guy covering paul mccartney's maybe i'm amazed
2: yeah maybe i'm a lonely man who's in the middle of something
0: that he doesn't really understand what's wrong with that
1: how did that happen I don't know. It's, like, really weird.
0: How did they make a third one of these? I mean, how did did this become a trilogy?
1: Okay. It's, like, very... That's sort of my reaction to now, just looking back and being like, these are good songs. How do they have the budget for this? Yeah. The Fifty Shades franchise was a pretty big deal in the moment. But
0: was it as a movie... I mean, a lot of people
1: saw those movies.
0: The book was a big deal, but like, did the movies really? I mean, I didn't even get to the third. I don't know. I,
1: did, I mean, I didn't either, but the first one was a huge deal. Yeah. Huge is maybe an overstatement, but I remember when it was coming out, being in college and like a lot of different groups of friends being like, you know, it's going to be hysterical. Let's maybe sneak some illicit beverages into the movie theater. Right. and I'll go see this movie. Right. And it was a good time.
0: Well. For You featuring Rita Ora is not bad. I think it's probably the best part of that movie. It's my guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: we can we, I as far as that movie, I can only guess, but I do like the song and Liam sounds very good on it. Uh Liam also releases LP1.
0: Yeah. In 2019. Nothing ever gave me high like you do
2: Someway,
1: somehow you
2: and I were gonna live for-
0: didn't do so great.
1: It didn't do so great. I think it has some fun songs on it, though. We'll talk about it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Just wanted to sort of stage that so that people know the stuff that we're pulling from here. Although, Nathan could always surprise me. You never know. You never know. All right. Tell me, of all that we just discussed, who had the biggest hit?
0: Well, I don't think it's up for debate. It's Pillow Talk and it's Zane.
2: I love to hold you close tonight and I love to wake up next to you.
0: This yep. was. That's what I n- have too. Number one song. This was Gigi Hadid makeout video that set a lot of things on fire. This song could never be a one direction song and that's what i love about it i mean it yep. really was it was a moment this song
1: totally it's funny we're going to have to spend a lot of time talking about zayn's solo career and what's been great to. about it also what pretty clearly has gone wrong with it in a lot of ways right. um he does these three albums Uh, The third one actually does slightly better than the second one, but commercially the arrow points very clearly downward uh, to the extent that then because I think in part of that and then he's having some problems with his relationship with his label, he ends up getting dropped. It's sort of unclear what's going to happen next. Part of, I think, what happened is that the second and third albums didn't have a pillow talk, right? And that might have been kind of on purpose. There's so much of Zayn that is sort of reflexively not inclined to seek out huge spotlights and sort of huge radio play hits. What I think is so great about pillow talk is that it feels so much like what he wanted to do, so yeah. much like Zayn, clearly what he was interested in, but it's also this great song that a lot of people heard and really helped them hear more of what he had to offer on the first album, I think when we get into the second and third albums, it becomes pretty obvious that he's hoping that he can get people to hear the stuff without making the effort to have some big hits and to promote the stuff really actively. And it ends up being, I think, at the detriment of people hearing the rest of the music. But well, clearly, well, that did not happen with Pillow Talk.
0: Yeah, it didn't, and I actually think Mind of Mine as a whole is an astonishing album. I mean, it, it's it's R and B, but it's almost genreless, and that's what makes it really exciting. It's sparse, it's ethereal. There's like the Kowali singing on it, and like yeah. all of the sexual innuendo of One D is gone, and now it's just in your face. You don't know. And yeah. you can see why he wanted to leave the band. Again, this could never be a 1D song and he took I think 46 songs or something and wheeled it down to this album and it flows even though he worked with a bunch of different producers like it flows from one song to the next. I mean the whole thing is a vibe. This song stands out, but it's it's not the only song that's worth listening to on this album. I mean this is a real piece of art for me.
1: Totally. And his voice carries it. I think especially, Mind of Mine is probably the the best example of it, but I think he tends to do a very good job of mostly using his instrument in these different ways that really highlight the strength of it. Now, I think sometimes when the songs are weaker, it's actually because the production really muddles it. But yeah. even on like the song Flower.
2: When he's,
1: oh, it's incredible! It, it's just unbelievable to hear him doing that sort of warbling, and, and yeah, it's, it's Blending just unbelievable. Like the
0: Pakistani roots with the Indian music his father used to play, like it's just this beautiful. So you can you can almost hear like the call to prayer in the background.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really stunning, and it's the type of thing that like. Clearly, there's sort of some, there's some darkness to the Zayn story arc that we've talked about a bunch. And I keep getting reminded of that just hearing how great of a voice he has. Because yeah. it really is the spectacular thing. And when it works, it really, really works. Pillow Talk is what I had for the biggest hit too. Nothing else in here hits number one. Was there anything else that you thought about making an argument for?
0: I mean, look, I, I think Strip That Down <laughs> featuring Quavo is a big song. Quavo! You know,
2: I love it when the music's live, but come on, strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh.
0: I mean, I don't like it, but it sounds like you have some thoughts.
1: <laughs> I kind of love it.
0: Do you really?
1: I kind of love it.
0: It's his his I'm out of 1D. Like they all have I'm out of 1D freedom songs.
2: No, I used to be in 1D. I'm free. People want me for one thing.
1: That's not me. Can I, can we just skip to best song so that I can just like be completely out of control for a second? (laughs) Okay. So, Liam, I love you. This is like the most Liam love that this is the most out-of-control Liam love, is that I am choosing for the best song out of everything that no there is to way. offer. No way. The Strip That Down Nevada
0: remix. Come on. So put your hands on my body and swing that crown for me. You know I love it when the music's not but come
2: strip that down for
0: me. Have you been so drinking... Good.
1: No, it's. Have you uh, but been I would sipping like on Bacardi to, and Coke? But I Look. would like to listening to just like a really kind of mechanical play at incorporating like tropical house into this collaboration. I can't believe two, two people with very song. little in common. It's a total bop. It's like a song of the summer. I absolutely want to like hang out and listen to it. I'm gonna forget about it in. I mean, maximum eight months but I had never heard that remix before doing the research for this pod and I texted it to like eight of my friends and was just like guys this is a jam
0: it really starts what is a just aggressively sexual album And now the thing that I need you to acknowledge Ed Sheeran helped write this song
1: I know it's also, like, such an Ed Sheeran song, too. It's my favorite Ed Sheeran song in the years.
0: This is Ed Sheeran. I mean, there's a lot of Ed Sheeran on this record. But you're into... I am very surprised. It, it, the, the sort of, like, you know, I used to be in 1D. Now I'm out free. It's so cheesy. It's so cheesy.
1: It's so cheesy, but I'm, I'm really into it.
0: I just want to have fun and get rowdy. I just want to have fun and get rowdy. Coke and Bacardi, sipping lightly. It also doesn't the lyrics don't
1: make any sense because it's like now I'm free. But then he says he can't change the way that he used to be. So we have conflicting uh, statements on our relationship with the past, whether it's something to escape or something that stays with us eternally. But again, I don't care.
0: It's a very strange uh, song. I mean, there's all kinds of things through the entire sort of lyrical content of this song that, that, just blow my mind. I kind of feel like I would have cut this song.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's... No, you absolutely... Did, did you have some,
0: like, girls' night out thing where it was, like, the soundtrack to an experience?
1: No, but I'm going to. I'm going to this summer. I, I truly... This This is your it, song of the summer? This remix, like, really passed me by in the moment. I'm pretty sure it passed a lot of people by. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's a solid bop. It's been Uh, added to several of my playlists and it's going to be it's going to be in the rotation this summer.
0: Oh, my gosh. Can I give
1: you one more? Can I please? this This was my sort of runner up, even though I actually think it's probably a better song. Uh, so buried buried down near the bottom on Icarus Falls is a Zane song called Sour Diesel.
0: Oh, you like Sour Diesel.
1: Holy crap. I think it's so good. It's like it has these weird, just super sleazy Miami Vice guitars. And it's really fun and kind of strange. But I really, really dig it.
0: Well. It's okay. Uh, look, on Icarus Falls, I think Dusk Till Dawn is awesome. You I love Imprint. And I even like oh. ra- Rainberry.
1: I like Rainberry a
2: lot.
0: But I, what, we'll come back to the Zane stuff, because I actually think in the Zane catalog, there's really a lot to like. I, I just can't believe that strip that, da, strip that Down is your choice for best song. If you're going to pick a best Liam song, for me, it's familiar with Jay Balvin. It's fun. Okay. It's interesting. Uh-huh. I, like, I really enjoy it's it. It's Akon's Bonanza. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> look, that's a fair criticism, okay? And a, But look, a lot... Here's the thing about the Liam stuff, Okay. LP1 is pretty. It feels like a lot of EDM crossover stuff with a guy, Mm -hmm. a DJ who made a beat and a chord progression with a beat drop and needs a vocalist. So he goes and finds somebody who's going to lay down like perfectly vanilla lyrics that get grafted on. And it all sounds good, but it lacks some of the soul of a song that is generated organically. Like, I, I don't... This album, for me... feels like a hastily assembled lasagna or like it was put together. It's like a Stouffer's actually Stouffer's lasagna is fucking awesome, but it feels like it was like put together by an assembly line, like one layer at a time, like the best casseroles they've got to sit there and all the layers and components, you know, they sort of like integrate with each other. They sort of fuse into one thing and, and they got to integrate and blend. Otherwise it just tastes like you spilled the contents of your fridge into a dish and put it in the oven, right? I tend to be
1: anti-casserole.
0: Yeah, well, fine. But like this album is a casserole that got put together too quickly for me. It just doesn't feel... ah, It just doesn't feel like it's integrated and blended. But there's some stuff on here that's not bad and and in particular, I think, when he either features on another track or has someone else feature with him, the stuff is way stronger.
1: That's a real theme for a lot of a lot of this is that you can tell that look all of these guys their solo careers came out of them being in a band with three or four depending on the time other people mm. and they're good at working with other people and sometimes they can use other people to support them because i think a common theme is that going to be is going to be the, a lot of the stuff that i think is particularly fun incorporates other people yeah, LP one really clarified something to me that it for the purposes of of this very podcast. Every time when we were talking about One Direction songs that you would point out, well, it sounds like this song and I would go, yeah, I don't really care. I think part of that there's a little bit of a, a and I will tread tread carefully here, Nathan. I think there's a little bit of an age thing going on where we, you were often talking about songs that like I didn't grow up with. Mm-hmm. I know them,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: they weren't like they don't come attached to a moment in time when I first heard them for me. And there's actually something really fun about having what was for me a, t- a contemporary group take those sounds and make them kind of new to me, new to my peers, at least.
0: And what bothers you about this is they're stealing stuff you did grow up with.
1: Yes. Because yeah. Stack it up.
0: I don't want to be broke when I D I E want to be
2: living it up in VIP trying to get in the club they want to see ID
1: is Same oh, Old Love by Selena Gomez.
2: Take away your things and go you can't take back what you said I know
0: Eat shit, Ed Sheeran.
1: Sorry, Ed. Um Hips and like, don't lie
2: I hope the hips
0: don't lie but still lying with me. is hips don't lie by Shakira? apparently
2: and
1: it's it's so I, I had to, like, really take a, a good look in the mirror because yeah. when i was I was listening to it and going, like, this is that song I'm so upset. I'm just thinking yeah, like, okay. I guess Nathan had a point. Um, like Live Forever, which he did with cheat codes, is kind of a fun song, but it, the beginning of it especially sounds a lot like First Date by Blink
2: 182. It, it, I didn't know I was waiting for you. Let's go, don't wait. this
1: over. All of this was getting me in ways that do you think that's very a, few of the One Direction comps like really great at yeah,
0: me? Yeah. Do you think that that's a clap back at Zane just by titling it Live Forever?
1: Maybe. I don't wanna live
2: forever. Cause I know I be living and
0: it's like I wanna live forever. I don't know. There's a little shade in there for sure. Is there anything else on that Liam album that you think I like? I mean, Midnight isn't on the album, but it's a single that he put out with Alessa. I, I really like that song.
2: I just want to lay and fall into midnight fall right into you. I
1: like that song. I don't like it anywhere near as much as For You. I think the guitars on For You really make it for me. Okay. And they sound great.
0: Okay, well, we haven't talked about any Louis song being in the running (laughs) for either of these two things. And I want to challenge a little bit on that because I, I do think that, like, the Louis songs, it took him a while to get an album together, right? Yep. And he put out a couple of songs that to me felt like he was rebelling. He does the Just Hold On song with Steve Aoki, which to me is like meh, although it was a relatively big hit for him. Yep. Then he does Just Like You.
2: I'm just like you, if you only knew.
0: Which is totally the I'm out of 1D song. I mean, he literally has a. It's the guy from the one band, cigarette in my left hand, whole world in my right hand.
2: It's the guy from the one band, cigarette in my left hand, whole world in my right hand.
0: That song, it feels like he just needed to, you know, like when you get really angry about something and you write an email or a text or a tweet and you're like, fuck, I just can't, I gotta get this out. And you, you just need to scream inside your heart instead of at someone. This is Louis <laughs> screaming inside his heart. <laughs> and, then, and then he does Miss You.
2: Shit,
0: maybe I miss you. Which is also kind of a little bit of like, I'm trying to be a bad boy. I'm trying to get the bad boy award. And then he puts out Walls. Three years later, basically, which sounds nothing like those singles at all. You wouldn't have really seen it coming.
1: Can I just say that I had a real moment with Miss You in 2017 or whenever? You did. Yeah. I don't, I can't really tell you why. I don't think it's a great song. Everything I, is I, fucking I, great. Yeah.
2: Maybe I was lying when I told you. Everything is great. Everything is fucking great.
0: Shit. Maybe I miss you. It's like, how many bad words can I throw in here? All the smiles that I'm faking. Like, that's it's a little bit like your
1: one more pint or five. Yeah. I'm on board with that.
0: Oh, you know it. I mean, again, they're just a little bit of like, I'm rebel bad boy stuff here that then he gets out of the system and he thinks about it and he comes back with an album that I'm sure we'll talk about in Walls but is there a best Louis song for you? I mean, this is the problem. I actually had trouble picking a favorite off Walls even though I really like Walls.
1: I like Walls a lot too. I do not have trouble picking a favorite off Walls. My favorite off Walls is Walls.
2: For every question why you were my because
1: and it's an Oasis song.
2: But out of things that you see slowly fade away. I am a huge I mean, fan it's of Oasis.
0: Literally it's... Noel Gallagher wrote it. He gets a writing credit. Yes. I'm into it. Not only did he lift one Oasis song, he lifted three Oasis songs. I mean, let's be honest. Walls is Lovely, but if we wanted to know what love child between Oasis and One Direction would sound like, this is their Britpop baby, right?
1: Yes, but Nathan, I do want to know what that love child well, sounds like. Well,
0: then look no further than Walls because... <laughs> and
1: Louis allowed me to hear it, and I like it. I like Lu- it very
0: much. Louis is doing his best Gallagher impersonation vocally on this thing. Like it. I'm with you. I like it. It's interesting. It's interesting it also makes me wonder if Louis is like Linda Perry or something. Like Linda Perry, you know, she was in Four Non Blondes and she had the hit song, but the vocal wasn't quite there. And then she turned out behind the scenes to be one of the best pop songwriters of a generation. And I sort of feel that way about Louis when you listen to Walls. You can hear all of the great things from One Direction, right? You can hear in always you the chorus there should
2: never let you go oh, oh. should never let you go, oh. Oh, go
0: oh, oh. should have never let you go oh oh like that's one direction and and it yep. starts to become apparent just how much he was shaping it and i don't think that the other writers were making that up or sort of overly you know, giving him more credit than he deserved. I love hearing the bits and the roots of One Direction here. I just, it, you know, where he goes from here is going to be very interesting because even on that album, it feels like he has to, in in moments, he has to disguise his voice to sound like some of his heroes because he still hasn't fully found, just vocally, his voice. He certainly has found it as a songwriter, but just, vo- you know, just from a tone And technique standpoint It still sounds like he's searching
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you And I think sometimes on walls You can hear songs as Oh, well, like is How much is he growing? Because some of these songs Sound like One Direction songs I mean, I think Defenseless Is just like I can hear One Direction Is that that why I
0: like Defenseless so much?
2: You just keep on building up your fences But I've never been so defenseless
1: Probably. But when you reframe it and remember that this is the person who got more writing credits throughout the One Direction discography than any other band member, it's kind of like, does this sound like a One Direction song? Or is it just because One Direction songs sounded a lot like Louis songs? and Maybe we didn't realize it while it was happening, but it was true.
0: I really like the song he did with Baby Rexa, Back to You.
1: Well, so here's the funny thing about it is that that song is kind of a remake of Miss You. Very different production, but there's some structural stuff of what it sounds like that seems like they were kind of like, well, let's try this again.
2: Should be laughing the with the lights Shit, maybe I miss you. I just keep on coming back to
0: I mean, who could blame you? There's there's some things on walls that sound like let's try this again from some one D stuff, but that's okay. You just told me that's okay. We have to just live with it.
1: I'm living with it. I like that song too. Yeah,
0: I think I think it's I think it's super strong. And and I do want to come back on best song though, because there's some things on the Zayn albums. Like I, I hate that he called that album Nobody Is Listening because it was like the worst cell phone ever. That's yeah. exactly what happened. But. Tightrope is amazing.
2: It's a
0: Tightrope great is song. one of my favorite songs in his whole catalog. And Icarus, by the way, had 27 songs. So there's a lot to choose from with Zane. I love She. She wants
2: somebody.
0: She from Mind of Mine is terrific. I also like It's You. It's like achingly beautiful.
2: Yes. It's you. Ooh, it's you.
1: I love that song. I am a sucker for that song. And it's funny because I think I, we give Zayn and should a lot of credit, uh, especially on Mind of Mine for how good of a a statement affirming his decision to leave the band it was because it was music he could not have made as right. part of One Direction and it was no really way. good. Yeah. However, there However. are a few moments where first of all, he continually surprises me by how much he uses guitars. Okay. Like twice a Zayn album, there's a song with a lot of guitars on it and it's just like it comes out of nowhere and yeah. usually I like those songs. Yeah. And then also when he's super croony
0: you there's mean like a little fool for little you a little bit or of that whatever?
1: legacy yeah stuff like that there's a little bit of the the boy band legacy there that i think is cool he might not like it but i like it I'm a
0: fool for you. yeah okay well again i i think when he features he's awesome i said rainberry before that's not a feature song it does feel like if you want me to stay, by Slying the Family Stone, but that that song is kind of badass.
2: But they never let me get a minute of peace. I do you sleep, Ooh, rain, baby? I'm about to go, and then you'll know for me to stay. I got to be me.
0: Tony, you didn't put the Aladdin song in the in the in, <laughs> in the pot.
1: I like it. I'm into
2: it a whole new world, a new fantastic view. it just
0: it just didn't exactly send you over the edge
2: I also
1: really like let me
2: for the rest of my life, for the rest of
0: okay I just I have trouble with the first line, <laughs> "Sweet baby, our sex has meaning." It just—I can't That's get fair. past it.
2: That's fair. Sweet baby, our sex
0: has meaning. There's a little bit like you know that doesn't sound. This album, I mean, we talk about this album. It—the it, first one felt effortless and yeah. flowing and free, and all that ethereal, sonic goodness felt authentic and natural. And here it just feels forced. It feels like at times on Icarus falls that he's trying really hard.
1: Well, and clearly he was trying really, really hard because first of all, this album is an hour and a half long, 27 way songs too long. It is 27 songs long and it got delayed over and over and over again. Apparently because he was, first of all, just writing a lot, but also going back and forth over what was going to be on the album and what wasn't. So there's a real sense that they were at certain points sort of trying to squeeze water from a stone here. And let's talk about what we would cut for a second, or at least let me make this this case, which is part of my what we would cut. There is a really good album on Icarus Falls. Yeah, If it had been built around, I would argue, let me...
2: For the rest of my life.
1: There you are. There you are. There you are. There Sour Diesel. Entertainer. You Good years for another ballad situation.
2: I'd rather be anywhere,
1: anywhere but here. Rainberry. I like Fingers a lot.
2: You, be?
1: And then the collaborations.
0: I like Flight of the Stars.
2: I go where you go, go through, i I got you.
1: Okay, okay. There's just it gets lost because this album is twice as long as it should be. And there's just a real glut of (laughs) mid-tempo vibiness at the top that I really wish somebody had gotten through to him and said, this is a this is a bad choice.
0: There were lots of bad choices here, and you are exactly right. I mean, my, what would we cut? We'd cut a lot of this stuff. It's too much content. It's just too much content. I mean, in the run-up to this, he put out a Beyonce cover.
2: Meet myself now. That's all I got in the air. That's what I found out.
0: And he's, he's putting out all these singles and all these things. It's too much content. This is the lesson of Taylor Swift, Nora. She figured out, that when she dropped the re-release of Fearless, that it ate up everything that Evermore could have been. And guess what? The streaming numbers showed it. So when everybody's like, well, why is she so quiet? Why is she going away? Well, because this is exactly what she did between the release of Fearless and Red. When she had a full lead up and a campaign that was focused on and put out Red as its own distinct thing, bang, the streaming numbers were huge and it crushed the old version of red and red Taylor's version is killing it. That's the same lesson here. You can't put out just too much shit because it all steps on everything. And then you don't get a moment. If, as you rightly pointed out, there isn't the hit when your stuff is 27 songs of vibes. It's not going to resonate as much as a 10 song sort of concrete thing could be mind of mine. He got away with it because it was new and fresh this one didn't And it wasn't work.
1: 27 songs
0: Right Right
1: And particularly It's 27 songs long And I would I, I think the The glut of filler stuff That isn't as compelling Tends to be on the front half Of the album Oh yeah and natural Other than Go away Totally Feel so
2: natural Natural yeah, we come together
0: Totally. Common, I don't, don't You Know You're Fucking Beautiful. Didn't Haven't we touched on this exact thing before in, yes. I don't know, a One Direction song?
1: I mean, maybe he kind of needed it as, you know, maybe it's a little bit of of yeah. therapy of I didn't get to live out my musical ideals when we did those songs, so I'm right. in a sense going to do my versions now. Right. But look, it's a tough business. And sometimes you got to squash those impulses. And because a lot of those, like there were six singles as part of the rollout for that album. And let me was the only one that even sniffed making an impact. So yeah. by the time the album's actually there, it there's just kind of like, yeah.
0: There's good and it's, stuff in here. You're it's right. It's
1: a bummer because there's really good stuff there. There's
0: good stuff. But like, why are we putting out Me, Myself, and I on Twitter? Like, can we put out an acoustic cover of one of the songs? I, I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. And it feels like, uh, you know, on the one hand in the the TikTokization of music that's happening during this time means albums are less important than ever. And you can get away with releasing individual songs. People are consuming music in smaller bites. And so some of the, hey, let's just put out a single and go, put out a single and go. It kind of maybe worked a little bit for Liam. It kind of maybe worked a little bit for Louis. For Zayn, there's just so much. And the saddest part about it is this man is an artist. I mean, he really is of all of them. I feel like yep. this is he's the tortured soul. He expresses it through his art. He is he expresses it through his body. He expresses it through, you know, his visual art as well. It just feels like he left the band and did not have the best direction, if you'll pardon the pun, around how to manage the career. And he maybe, rebelled so much against the notion of touring against the notion of a concise album as you said against the notion of a hit that it undermines what is really interesting and compelling art
1: yeah and just of promotion right because I think he I mean even he did not do a lot of press there's a he does an interview at The Fader before yeah. Icarus Falls come out. Right. Comes out, where it's it's really close to the end of the album cycle. And uh, the way that it's written is that they just sort of randomly call up this reporter and say, Hey, Zayn wants to do an interview now. Right. As part of it, he talks about his distaste for a traditional promotional cycle and says that he's not into it. He thinks it's sort of phony and he would much rather people hear about his stuff by word of mouth well, that's awesome. But if it doesn't work, then you're out of options. Yeah. And it seems like he got the the harsh end of that dynamic a little bit. The one thing I, I was going to talk about this when we got to peak Zane, but there is something that kind of fascinates me where it seems like the one place where he's really willing to kind of go big blockbustery is music videos. <laughs> like, the Dusk Till Dawn music video is just, like, crazy.
0: They mad at you, bro. Your name is Mud on the Streets. Oh, I know who you are. You don't know me.
1: It's a very fascinating... Exception to the rule there where like the still got time music video has a monkey and an alligator and the, the animal people got upset it was about like it. It's like the but steal was,
0: my girl video. Same right. thing. Like, okay, what did we got a whole petting zoo in this video?
1: But it's always like he's always doing these just clearly big budget music videos that always he's always like either a bad guy or a superhero, or he's in danger and there's a woman and there's a briefcase and they're gonna blow something up and then drive away in a car. Yeah. But it interests me that that is the visual is artistry the space. is
0: interesting to him. I think, and yeah. so that's that's yeah. what he seems to invest in. I mean, well, so I think we're in violent agreement around what we'd cut from Zayn. Are there things that you would cut from Liam?
1: Oh boy, are there things that I would cut from Liam? <laughs> Look,
0: we it's know all I the love solo Liam. stuff. No. It's the not, I mean, it's the
1: stuff where he's no, not collaborating. No, no, This man has done two Christmas songs that are crimes against humanity.
0: Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> we have to get Liam out of Christmas.
0: Look, I agree. I mean, look, I think Naughty List is just, good God.
2: Send us all the things we
1: It's really, really not acceptable. Is it a Christmas Um,
0: song? That's my question for you.
1: Yes. I mean,
0: if you say that's a Christmas song, then Evermore is definitely a Christmas album.
1: Okay, no. It it references Santa. Santa saw the things we did and put us on the naughty list. Ew!
0: (laughs) (laughs) He needs a vasectomy for Christmas.
1: Also, like, uh, this song was with... Dixie Demelia? Like, what are we doing? And it gets weirdly tied to the album because the album comes out in December and it becomes quasi-emblematic of it. The other Christmas song is not good either. And it's hmm. particularly not good because it's called All I Want for
2: Christmas. Because all I want for Christmas You can't mm. make
1: a Christmas song called All I Want for Christmas and have it suck, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas
0: is you. <sighs> These guys will never learn. It just doesn't, I don't know. I, I agree that that should be cut. That's fine. I, if you want to cut, I love that,
1: Liam, but I just want him to leave Christmas alone.
0: Look, it takes a lot for you to throw stones at your guy, and I'm proud of you for being uh, at least wise enough and and eyes wide open enough to cut that stuff. I mean, what about Louie? I mean, uh, Liam, Liam. I just, I just, I think the stuff. I just look. No one loves being in the club more than Liam. I just don't want to hear about it. So weird. Over and over again. It's enough already.
2: You know I love it when the music's come and strip that down for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's fair.
1: I think I, I'm I'm more receptive to it because I have so little interest in being in the club myself mm-hmm. that hearing about it through Liam is like the closest that I'm gonna get. So
0: it's just a little Justin Timberlake light for sure. me.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Jimber Uh, Timberlake.
1: For Louie, Kill My Mind, which is the first track on Walls.
0: Hmm.
2: You kill my mind, raise my body back to life. Is
1: not my preference. And I would cut it for the specific reason that I just do not think his voice sounds very good on that song. I don't think that the production does an effective job of supporting him. And it's unfortunate to me because I do really like Walls and I think Walls has a lot to offer. And I don't think that that was like a great note to start it on.
0: Hmm. Okay. I like the song. I, I don't mind the album. I mean, I Uh, If you're going to cut something, it's got to be Just Like You. I, I just That song is terrible. It's Louis Tomlinson singing, I feel the same as you do. Same stress, same shit to go through. I'm just like you, if you only knew. I mean, it really is a therapy song, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I feel the same as you do. Same stress, same shit to go through.
1: I'm just like you. He was going through a lot.
0: Uh, it's just, it's not very good. But I, I I just wish he'd scream that one into his heart again.
1: (laughs) Doing a lot of screaming into our hearts today.
0: Why not? Collaborators. Most important. You tell me. Well, for Zayn, I think it's Gigi Hadid. Oh. (laughs) I mean, I think that the arc of that relationship is reflected very deeply in his music. And lyrically, it's twisted and tied around her. And, you know, sonically, it feels like sort of the ebb and flow of the relationship. And, you know, there's there's some very dark stuff that has come out of late from from that relationship. But I think um, so much of his solo career seems to be around this, I don't know, the the, the, the pedestal putting of these two beautiful people. Who behind the scenes clearly are are a lot more than that. So for I mean, look, James Ho did Mind of Mine, and and he really I think crafted that album to be something beautiful. But for me, it's it's Gigi Hadid.
1: Yeah, so he was my pick, but I, I like yours. Can I tell you something that I I learned about as I was scouring the internet with things to talk about on this pod? Okay. Gigi and Zayn, along with some some. Troubling personal interactions, really bad history of, of real estate transactions. Now, what? I, I think they're both. Do you mean they're Bucks County Farm? Well, so I think, but they that that still is a thing. I think so. Bucks she County,
0: Pennsylvania. It. Yeah.
1: Just a lot of taking Are they a flipping lot of houses? houses. I don't think on purpose, but they bought a place or Zayn bought a place near her place in New York. Sold at kind of a loss. Same thing with some place in LA. Like, I think they're both going to be fine, but tough scene.
0: <laughs> not real estate investors.
1: Yeah, just not That's great, right. not great
0: you, choices. You can't be all things to all people. I, I will I say... I suppose,
1: but like Manhattan real estate doesn't tend to...
0: Yeah, it's hard to uh, lose know, money man. on that. I mean, maybe during the pandemic, but...
1: Like Zane and Jared Kushner. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, um what about Liam?
1: Well, so I like your I like your call. I had gone with James Ho for Zayn yeah. just because I, I think that his work, both as a co-writer and as a producer, was clearly really meaningful on both Mind of Mine and Icarus Falls. And also just the fact that he had most notably worked with Frank Ocean on Channel Orange and, yeah. and had won a Grammy. You can hear that Sonic influence all over Zayn's stuff. And I think there was a real legitimacy that came from that partnership too. Lost, lost
2: in the heat of it all.
1: They also kind of bromanced it up in terms of how they talked about each other, even though Zayn said that he was weird, but weird in a good way, which is kind of how we talk about each other. So, you know.
0: It seems to work You're avoiding talking about Liam's Most important collaborator Because you don't want to admit it
1: But it seems like you have something up your sleeve So I want to hear it
0: I don't You know what it is
1: It's your boy
0: It's Ed Sheeran And not in a good way But it is the most important collaborator It's Ed Sheeran I I think it went well Why can't he quit him?
1: I think they just like hanging out
0: I just would have thought it was Niall and Ed, but I guess the love rhombus got in the way.
1: Yeah, the love rhombus got in the way.
0: I really do like the the collaborations that Liam does. He does one with Len and Stella called Polaroid.
1: Yeah, I like that song.
0: She is... A star. You should hear her cover of Every Time You Go Away with Kevin Garrett.
2: Every time you go away, you take a piece of me.
0: It is just devastatingly gorgeous. She's a, I was very happy to discover that collaboration between the two. I'm
1: of. wholeheartedly with you.
0: I think Liam is, maybe his destiny is Big Pano. You know, his destiny is to do remixes and be featured and have others feature with him as opposed to sort of being like the home run solo artist. I, I think he has made enough that matters. I mean, he's he's participated in some pretty big songs. I'm just not into, enti- I, I think that collaboration is really where he is at his best. Louis' most important collaborator, you know who it is. It's Noel Gallagher. I mean, Woo! Noel gets a writing credit on Walls
2: but these high walls, came up short. Now I stand than them
0: They lifted parts of acquiesce, they lifted Stop Crying Your Heart Out, they lifted Cast No Shadow. We and the rest of the album basically features the voice of the Gallaghers in the microphone that Liam is singing into or that Louis is sing- singing into. It's fine. It's totally fine. But I do think that like to not even joke about it, it's very clear that this band had a massive impact on Louis, And yeah. it makes me think sort of retroactively about what we heard in the last three 1D albums and how much of that was rooted in Oasis songs, and of course, like, you and I could go through a million Oasis songs and be like, it's the fucking Beatles. Let me show you all the Beatles songs that they stole from.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, is that Oasis also ended in some ways too soon and in some ways uh, absolutely soon enough because... Because there wasn't
0: a homicide committed between the members. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because they were an absolute train wreck. However... There were Oasis songs still left to be written if only they could have um,
0: had <laughs> completely that's what different
1: personalities and done way less drugs. So if the only way that we can get the unfinished business of Oasis is as channeled through Louis Tomlinson, then that's fine with me.
0: I agree. I do sort of wish that all of the passive aggressiveness that comes out with Louis and Liam and Zayn Post 1D Where they sort of Slip in a lyric Here or there The Oasis guys Just fucking punch each other in the face Like they just they, they just mauled out And they recorded it Like you can hear True. Great recordings of them Just Fucking hating on each other
2: Right, it's not about you, though, is it? Well, let's go back to that. It's the music, it's the music, let's go. Music, 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 music.
0: There's something cathartic about that, potentially. I don't know. Anyway, I do think that Louis, uh, because if it's not Noel Gallagher, to be honest, I think it's, like, Louis is his best collaborator. Like, he really shines here and shows you what was rumored. We've already given him his flowers, but he gets... Uh, He gets very little credit for what he did in One Direction because his name is amongst six, seven other guys on every single song. And here, he just shows, I think, that he really was the crafter of many of the choruses and hooks and melodies that we grew to love through the course of this journey.
1: I think you're right. I also have to, look, the matter of degree is much uh, more slight with Louie than with the Gallagher brothers. But we know that Louie struggles at times to hold his tongue. So I kind of get that that partnership on some level.
0: He does. Good thing he didn't fight with another band.
1: Can I rant for a sec?
0: Uh, Yes, please, Nora. You know I love when you do.
1: Pay apps are way too public.
0: Uh Uh-oh. What happened?
1: Okay. So some rando hearted a payment from five months ago And I realized people can see my entire history who I'm paying. Full names. It's super weird.
0: Yeah, it is super weird. Well, how are you going to pay your friends then? I'm asking for a friend.
1: Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text. And it stays between friends. Random people can't see it.
0: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh.
1: Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply.
0: It's time for Peaks, Nora.
1: Okay, let's do some Peaks.
0: Where do you want to start?
1: Let's start with Peaks Zane. Okay. You want to tell me?
0: For me, it's the January 2021 Gigi Hadid Instagram birthday post where they look incredible and they have Kai, their beautiful child, and they're both smoking. (laughs) And it's peak Zane because there's always a little poop in the punch bowl with Zayn. It's like, it should be perfect, but there's always like just a total shot in the foot, like a cell phone. It's like, why? Of course, that's the dumbest thing ever for both of you to post. You're going to get shredded. It doesn't look cool. The fan base is not going to be like, what are we doing? And then otherwise, wow, they're together. Look at their baby. They look great. They, they're, it just was a mess. And that to me is kind of the story of this post-1D career where there's so much beauty and cool and artistry there. And then it's like, God, did nobody sit there and go, don't post Gigi Hadid hitting a vape in, with her baby in the arms?
1: It's a perfect choice. It's You really can't get through a Zayn interview or profile, a few of them as there are, without some reference to him smoking. Yeah. And it's always just this like I I get it clearly there's there's tension with the handlers and the PR people where he's not necessarily the most cooperative or responsive but like no one is successfully either him or anyone who works with him being like, "Hey, this is a bad idea."
0: Yeah, he's not the Marlboro man. He's not like I don't know, like it's not it doesn't need to be his personal brand, right?
1: You're a singer. Anyway, mine was kind of a tie between just the fact that he does like he absolutely abhors doing publicity, um, which leads into I chose the Nobody is Listening album cover.
0: (laughs) Um, Oh, the cover or the title?
1: Well, so sort of both. There's like a real Zane juxtaposition in the cover and the title. Because Talk the title me. is this just, I, I think it's a bad choice. It's this total self-own. It's sort of unnecessarily whiny about everybody around him doesn't want him to succeed and they don't get him. Hashtag real music and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, he does the album artwork himself. Right. He's like really taking it, it's sort of like painstaking, and he has an idea and he puts work into it and He's exploring what he wants to do as a visual artist and incorporating that into the album cycle. And it's really, really cool. He will never be the Mind of Mind cover because little baby Zane is just like so adorable. I want to pinch his cheeks.
0: Baby Zane with but the cats.
1: It's still really cool. And there's something very frustrating about this guy who has so much to offer, who just can't quite get out of his way. And it's I think the
0: poop in the punch bowl.
1: It's it is, again, the poop in the punch bowl. And just for context, I might have said this at the top, but um, after all of the success of Pillow Talk and Mind of Mine, Icarus Falls ended up peaking at number 61, and then Nobody Is Listening ended up peaking at number 44. So like, this is a pretty precipitous drop into the punch bowl. (laughs) Sorry for that image.
0: It is. And you can't help but believe that what's going on in his personal life is contributing to it. And, and to be clear, these albums came out before the, you know, alleged domestic incident with Gigi's mother. And yeah. so there was enough happening in the management of his career, the way he was presenting himself. Look, I also just will say, like, he uses the word fuck a lot in the music. I am a okay. fuck And like my, you know, like like 17, 15, 14-year-old girls who grew up with One Direction, it's a little much.
1: Yeah, Zane also has said some dumb things in interviews. He like went on a tangent about really liking curvier women Mm. that just came off really strangely in Mm -hmm. one interview. Maybe this is why he doesn't do a lot of press. that was really not well advised. Uh, it,
0: he just didn't port the fan base over in the same way, right? Niall did a really good job of porting the fan base over. Well, he, but he, there's, a,
1: there's a lot of resentment that's pretty clearly coming from Zayn. And I think a good amount of yeah. it is justified. Some of it is probably not as well justified. and. Yeah even some of the, the tricky thing is that some of the parts of it that are probably justified are also not great for business and are not going to help him get his album heard. Yeah, and, but like,
0: his album was number one. His first album, it was there. He had it. Yeah,
1: he totally had it.
0: It's what came next. I mean, the, the the audience was ready to embrace it. But I do think, like, it's really hard for a 14-year-old girl to connect with some of the lyrics of these songs.
1: Yeah, and I mean, even sometimes if you're not a 14-year-old girl, it's just a little too much. It's, it's just sort of, it gets in the way. Because yeah. when we talk about the things that we really love in these songs, it's artistry and beautiful singing and interesting melodies and cool instrumentation, some of which is really surprising. None of it is like, oh, cool, Zane, you're talking about boning.
2: In the better day, better day, better day.
0: No, this is music for people who were not fans of One Direction. Right. And that's what made it difficult to continue. And, and then when you flood the market, when you basically flood the zone with 27 songs on an album plus a bunch of other stuff, it's just, it's overwhelming. And as you say, it, it becomes this sort of amorphous thing that doesn't create an episodic moment of urgency where fans rush out and you build on that buzz in this moment of... I mean, and that was the lesson of One Direction, is that when you create a moment, you have so many fans that they will break the gosh dang internet to get access to something that you're putting out if you can build up that urgency. They would do it in an on sale. It's what... Would, you know, be maddening running Ticketmaster having the whole thing fall apart because One Direction is going on tour. It's the same thing that happened as, you know, as they would shoot to the top of the iTunes chart. It's the same thing that would happen as they'd put videos on YouTube. So he just didn't follow that formula. And it really is more of a business decision than an artistic one. That said, at this point in time, it's hard to see. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but, but it's hard to think about where he goes from here as an artist. You've got a label that's dropped him. You've got some very, very uh, concerning, you know, uh, charges that sort of got uh, put aside, I guess, for now. But there's a tough thing to come back from in this career. I hope it does, because I still believe that this man is the most interesting artist that came out of that band.
1: Yeah, I think the likelihood is that there's probably not going to be all that much that's artistically interesting or gets to the peak of what he's capable of before the personal stuff gets in order. And that's, that's the right order of operations for those things. Right. Then, you know, maybe you wonder the three songs that he put out were definitely more sort of hip-hop, like pure hip-hop, relative to some of the more R&B influences on yeah. the album. So maybe that's the direction that he goes in. But you also figure that, or at least I also figure that, some time off would probably be warranted, and maybe he'll have different ideas after after that point.
0: Yeah, look, I, thanks for a whole new world. Thanks for... Trampoline, which I really like. Thanks for working with Ingrid Michaelson. Like, all those things he sounds really good on. For his own stuff, I think you're right. Some space could probably do him good. If I was his manager, that's probably what I would tell him. But that's not what I would tell Louie. What's your peak, Louie?
1: Ooh. Well, so my peak, Louie, was just going to be talking about walls, which we kind of already have done. Yeah. But yeah. I just really wanted to to use that space to give Walls its due. That said, I had come into this, you know, I, I liked Walls. I had not spent a ton of time with it super recently. So I was excited to go back and listen to it. Still think there's a lot to offer there. I was pretty surprised going back and seeing that it had debuted at number nine and it had, yeah. it had actually kind of done okay. Have people heard this record?
0: No, they no? haven't. But, but if you look at his touring schedule now, he's playing theaters, the YouTube Theater here in L.A. He's playing, he's playing places that like Boney is going around playing. He's playing, right? You know, some some real theaters in Europe. So I just don't think they've seen him that much. And you look at that set list; he's playing a couple One Direction songs, and he's playing this album. So he's getting out there now. What's interesting is, so he's left Simon Cowell's record label. And he's on to, you know, a new place now. And so he's already working on his next album. He, not unlike Niall, got kind of stuck in no man's land with the pandemic. He he puts this album out and then he can't go back it up with a tour. It's hard. It gets sort of washed away. But man, do not mess with the Larrys because that fan base of his is strong and loyal and going nowhere. And there is is a little bit of ongoing buzz about Louie. If he can write another album, there's there's something there.
1: Yeah. So I I guess that's sort of what I'm what I was saying taking note of the album performance, which was not obviously not incredible and it does feel like this is sort of an underrated thing that not a lot of people heard. But there's a really there's an ember of a really viable not like Harry Styles level career, but Something that's that seems kind of sustainable in a way that I would call an upset, and it's it's cool to it's cool to see him now getting out there and having that type of success and being able to see the fans and and do all of that again because where there is enthusiasm for Louis, there is really strong enthusiasm for Louis.
0: Yep, it's not run away. Liam, I mean, good God, the sex. I, it, it's insane. Strip that down is ridiculous. So put your hands on my body and swing that crown for me, baby. Just writing a song Waymo. called. A hip, yeah, writing a song called Hips Don't Lie is ridiculous.
2: You don't even need to speak. I don't lie with me.
0: Rude hours is insane. <laughs> Sweat tripping
2: down your back. You've been here on the top of me. feel crazy about you.
0: I mean, it's absolutely insane. Both ways is about a threesome.
2: Flipping that body, go head, I go tail. Sharing that body like it's all me smell. One and the two and the three, that's for real.
0: Uh, and as you said, even his Christmas song is out of control. I mean, Root hours is nasty.
2: I
1: don't know if I really want to talk about it.
0: Meet it me used in the par- be so
1: responsible.
0: He's your guy. I mean, here he, he's just off the rails. Meet me in the parking lot. Might be a bad idea. I'll probably do your ass in the car.
2: Meet me in the parking lot. Yeah. Might be a bad I I'd do your ass in the
0: car That's the first three lines of that song.
1: It's not acceptable.
0: <laughs> it seems to be very acceptable because there's a lot of people who are participating in this. This is not <laughs> a song about fair. a person. Or an album about a person. These songs are about lots of people.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know really what happened with Liam, somewhere around oh, the year 2016. Oh, you know what happened. Well, sure, but like somewhere around the year 2016, this was my peak Liam. He decides he no longer smiles in photos. Like any mm. photograph of Liam Payne from the year 2016 onwards, he's he like Kanye doing Blue Steel. Yeah, like he is just doing Blue Steel. It is. He's so looking you weird. dead
0: in the eye and saying, "Hope your hips don't lie, unless they're weird. right in my bed. Unless they're weird. right in my bed."
1: Weird, Liam.
0: I don't know, it's, man. He, as he a just Liam stand, it's
1: concerning. <laughs>
0: concerning? We're six years into this shit. This is, it's, it's Coke and Bacardi sipping lightly, mind you.
1: Yeah, it's not great. Also, whatever the heck happened after the Oscars after party with the changing accent, like, get it together, man.
2: I also felt there were three losers in one fight. He didn't know, being Chris Rock, he didn't want to do what he had to do, being Will Smith. And she did nothing, being Jada. And
0: it's a very Yeah, thing. he's a piece of work. There's no doubt. Speaking of pieces of work, Nora, we slightly altered a category for this all-encompassing basket of a podcast. Are any of these oh, songs yeah. in collaboration with Taylor Swift?
1: Yes! <laughs> uh, yes, indeed, Nathan. Uh, Zayn and Taylor collaborated on... I don't want to live forever. Also, for a different Fifty Shades soundtrack. Maybe that was then their you, most important collaborator was just the and Fifty Shades again, franchise.
0: When did you go see this movie the first time?
1: Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, you love that movie.
1: I did see a movie on Valentine's Day. Um,
0: you love that movie.
1: <laughs> we had a nice time. Uh,
0: this is a real song. I mean, it goes to number two. It's a great
1: song. I love this do you song. Think,
0: do you think it's... But is it as good as it performed? Like, do you put it on? Like, I haven't put it, it on in a while. But when you roll they're... a Taylor playlist, would you throw it on? I mean, I, I just wonder if this was almost like the Pillow Talk video and that it's like, two stars together like you can't look away it's just too bright you have to it's like Trump looking at the eclipse it's like God that's so fucking stupid but you know what I've kind of looked in an eclipse before too
1: I think there's really good Taylor on that song I think that I've Been Looking Sad in All the Nicest Places is like very Taylor
2: I've been Looking Sad and-
1: It mm-hmm. very much works. I'm very into it. So I think we get not the best of her, but we get like real varsity level Taylor Swift on that song.
0: We don't have cottage core like braided Taylor Swift on that song. No. It's it's kind of the last before she migrates into that anyway.
1: Yeah, no. This it's much more slick than that. Um Zane is good. another example though of like Zayn just not being able to, to do the thing that was going to help him the most okay he does not kiss the ring no when they talk about this song he's like we didn't meet each other I did it separately in the studio um, she's very successful she's friends with my girlfriend <laughs> okay
0: all right then <laughs> where to sell it where- sign me up feels like this was a real... I, I believe I believe the sexual tension in the vocals then in this song.
1: Right. Totally. I'm so sorry that this incredibly successful song burdened you, thusly.
0: She has such an interesting relationship with each of the members of this band, doesn't she?
1: It is like, really true. She brings yeah. out
0: Niall on tour down the catwalk. Oh,
2: Lennon, would you be excited if I told you that Niall Horn is here <laughs>
0: And like, they have that awkward moment where like, she's going after him dancing and he's just like running away. He just does not want anyone to think that maybe there's something happening. He's like, <laughs> I'm still friends with Harry's ex-girlfriend, but I'm definitely not trying to make out with her right now. That whole thing is hilarious. She and Liam played together on the Jingle Ball tour. She gave him like a handwritten note and a gift basket of reputation stuff, which is like, oh, thanks, Taylor. Not really. No,
2: I've, I, she actually sent me a lovely little um, hamper of her new reputation gear and say in this last show that
1: we did a little note, which is really she's got very good handwriting.
0: Like that's that's not really what Liam wants, but fine. Louie like is always shouting out to her, like she's got real love for each of the members of this band.
1: Well, TBD on on one out of five, but sure. <laughs> At I, one point
0: they chatted at the Grammys. We've covered this.
1: I'm just not so sure. But yeah, I love that song. I just think it works. I just think it's like a good vibe. Yeah. It kind of remains, even though I I maintain that the Fifty Shades series had a real moment, it is just wild to me what their music budget must have been. Because it doesn't Somebody made a decision somewhere along the line where they were like, "Okay, well, we're going to make movies of the the Fifty Shades books." But a huge part of the selling point is that we're going to have like great soundtracks. I don't know. I'm 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 worried if I dig too deep into the reasons why they chose to do that, I'm I'm not. Gonna I think like it's because they knew they with.
0: had a shitty movie relative to the book, and so they were going to try to make it as much of an event as possible, and they needed the music to make that happen.
1: Well, kind of so, worked.
0: Mission accomplished.
1: All right. We're
0: going into lyrics now, aren't we?
1: Let's do it. Yes. Do you want to go first or do you want me to?
0: No, you should, you should sing the praises before I talk about the bad stuff.
1: Okay. Well, what I really wanted to do with this category is give Louis the credit that I think he really deserves for mm. writing Two of Us after his mom had passed.
2: Yes. So I will keep you day and night, here until the day I die. I'll be living one life for the two of us.
1: Writing is what he does first and foremost. Fundamentally, that is his his superpower trait, and the song is really beautiful. It's extra beautiful if you sort of understand how raw and emotional the context of it was. And I, I think he deserves a lot of flowers for having that be the track that I think got him kind of writing and and got him into a, a groove where he felt like he could sort of access a lot of feelings and and use them to create the stuff that wound up on walls, but it's also just a beautiful song and a really sad but poignant storyline. So that was my pick.
0: Yeah, I, I um look there there are some pretty shitty lyrics in this canon. If you want to start with Louis for me, I mean you talked about Zayn smoking. How about Louis and all the smoking references in the songs? Ever since they gave him this, the, the line about the cigarette and Night Changes, he's just run with it.
2: He's waiting, hides had a cigarette.
0: He talks about smoking in We Made It.
2: We've been to the hard time. smoke something, drink something, yeah, just like the first time.
0: He talks about smoking in Just Like You.
2: It's the guy from the one band. Cigarette in my left hand. Whole world in my right hand.
0: He talks about smoking and always you. He it goes on and on and on. It's a thing for him.
1: Yeah, maybe it's, it's just like a little bit less of a thing in the UK.
0: It just keep it out of the songs, boys. I don't yeah. know. No, I feel the same way. Yeah,
1: I totally feel the same way. Although but, I guess we know from the the incident with Zayn that Louis is not exactly good about not describing smoking things.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Not not the best at it. Uh, For Liam, it's from Rude Hours. I mean, I actually actually like the song Rude Hours. (laughs) I actually think it's good. But there's this part, there's this moment where he says, like, he's just being so nasty. And then he makes this quick stop for a public service announcement where he's like, let's be safe tonight because we've both been drinking.
2: Let's be safe tonight. We've all
0: been drinking now, let's get back to i'm gonna probably do your ass in the parking lot. like it's such a ridiculous, like contrived like uh, you know, nothing to see here. It's like, I don't know i it, i wish I wish this song, the parts of this song. I just wish he'd rewrite because I actually love the melody and I love the music, but it's just so out of hand. And then to pretend that like, oh, somebody A&R came in the room and was like, uh, Liam, could we, um could we, you know, <laughs> can we just maybe add just a little disclaimer? Legal's a little concerned that you are advocating for uh, uh, uh sex in all kinds of places. And do you think you could just put a disclaimer in there uh that that maybe, you know, could keep us from getting sued? And he was like, fine because we've both been drinking, let's be safe tonight. It's the worst part of all the boy band stuff where they look at the camera like, girl, <laughs> I <laughs> trust me. I, I, you're safe with me.
1: I just I I can I can't even really acknowledge that song. It's my pearls are just a little bit too clutched right now. It's yeah. it's too I, much.
0: And I, I don't mean to do a lot of pearl clutching on this stuff, but I mean it's like it's heavy duty. It's no, it's bit,
1: way too much. It should not exist. It should be. It should be blasted into the stratosphere along with.
0: Just keep the melody. Just keep the music.
1: Totally, totally. L- l- no, I go, I agree with go back you. There's in something on that song that sounds good, but you have to like. Uh, like Some when I watch TV shit. That I think is scary I watch it like With my hands over my eyes Whatever the that's musical you, Equivalent yeah. of that is I need it for that song It's way yeah. too much
0: Yeah Especially with Liam Being your favorite And But there is that There's a It's a little It's a little overly Aggressive Like the Zayn song She Don't Love Me uh, I think I know She Don't Love Me That's why I fuck around
2: I, think I know She don't love me
0: Oh, it's like, dude, we gotta get this guy with a different therapist No, that's not the order That's not the sequence of how things happen First you determine What the feelings are And whether it's gonna work And if the answer is no Then <laughs> Not Horse Horse before cart, it's horse. After cart, Zane. It's,
1: I I think this is a good a good message.
0: Oh boy, there's some real winners across this entire uh, catalog, but uh, it, it, I I really I I really think it must have been hard in hindsight for the collaborators on One Direction. <laughs> To keep some of the horniness contained Because really When the gloves come off And these guys are in there I'm rebelling against 1D They just are fully liberated It's fascinating to watch
1: Yeah, I mean, look Harry did it too,
2: right? Only
0: just re- Niall
1: Niall the- is so chaste Nile yeah. is like, can you believe what this woman said to me?
0: Ah, oh, the doggery, Nora, it's yeah, time. Yeah, there
1: isn't any. Okay, it's time. Let's grade. It's
0: time. We've been through it. We've managed to case the, the solo careers of three artists. And it's time for us to grade their solo careers.
1: So I I cheated and I went really piecemeal.
0: No, here. I cheated completely.
1: Okay, good. I, th- I think that's actually kind of warranted just because... These are not, and and look, like, hand to heart, we did this episode differently than the Harry and Nile episodes, in part because the music is just not quite as near and dear to us. And I, I think that we should be honest about that. The other thing is that these are not album artists in the same way that Harry and Niall have been pretty successful in their careers as album artists. I mean... Zayn has worked within the album format, although Icarus Falls, I think, is kind of like changes the form a little bit just because of how long it is. Um, right. But these are kind of... There's like a piecemeal nature to the stuff that we're talking about here because it's, it's all kind of like coming out at different times and we wanted to be able to include the singles and blah, 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 blah. So I used that as an excuse to look at this and say that Zayn has some A songs,
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of a D trajectory <laughs> and and D sort of album rollouts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Walls is like a sneaky B minus, but that actually probably means that it's still underrated. Okay. LP1 is, is kind of a C, I think. C for
0: club. That's what I gave yeah, it. Yeah, C
1: for club. C for in the club. But there are a couple like solid B pluses in the Liam discography. Okay. Uh, and then the most shocking good grade is an A minus to the Fifty Shades soundtrack franchise.
0: <laughs> they really won this podcast.
1: They really won the
0: pod. Unbelievable. I
1: like that Ellie Goulding song too.
0: I You've said that. I mean, I... She channeled
1: all the energy from being part of the love rhombus.
0: I think there's something about the, I, I It's it's interesting to me that you can handle the Fifty Shades of Grey ranch, but you can't handle the Liam ranch. Well, I think you're I think you're seeking it in one and and averse to it in the other. Yeah, no, well, we need to get I, you with Zayn. Also Zane's got like properly
1: therapist. intoxicated before oh, the first movie.
0: Well, <laughs> so did Zayn on almost every song, according to him. Uh, look, you're right. I'm completely with you. I mean, Zane, for me, I can't even give it a letter. It's just like a sigh. It's just like a, oh. It's just, it's an art. He's an artist and he's fascinating to watch for all the reasons that we talked about on this podcast. There's so much there. And I just hope he finds a way to crystallize it and use it. Uh, Louis gets a, let's see... Because, again, the Larrys are unshakable. And this tour is building momentum. And like you said, this album debuted at number nine. He's going to get a look or two. And he's rewired his career now to go after it with a second album. I have a sense that he may be better as the songwriter and a, and a contributor. And therefore, maybe he needs to, to, to be sort of a collaborator. I feel the same way about Liam, but for different reasons. Liam, to me has made some interesting stuff in his collaborations. He just seems a little bit Timberlake light when he's out on his own. And I think he's able to channel his best stuff as as Big Pano. So, you know, I still think that these three guys have very interesting work ahead of them. It's what they do from here.
1: That is a lovely note to end on. And we still got some stuff to do from here, don't we, Nathan?
0: We got a lot to do.
1: This has been every single album, One Direction. As always, I'm Nora Princiati. He's Nathan Hubbard. We will be back on Monday where we're going to wrap up a bunch of stuff that we've talked about throughout this entire series. And we're going to have a really fun game. There's a game
0: coming.
1: And a surprise guest. A game and a surprise guest, Nathan. Lots to look forward to.
0: Is it Nile? It's Nile.
1: You can't promise the people Nile, Nathan. (laughs)